on the agenda was introduce Mike for 10 minutes, get into the logical fallacies. And it took us about an hour <laughs> to get up to the logical fallacy. Hey, it's Engineering Podcast. I'm Adam. I'm Brian. Uh, welcome, welcome back, folks. Thanks for thanks for coming by. Uh, you know, special thanks to our Patreon backers who help keep the lights on. Um, this is a sort of a bonus episode. Bonus we, uh, episode. Bonus episode. Um, I've been editing, so I. So I know what's going on. Brian, what was your recollection of when we had Mike on? Uh, I mean, anytime I talk with Mike, I pretty much end up covering like 17 different topics in a matter of minutes. Uh, so I assume that there's a bit of rambling. And that's that's more or less what <laughs> happened. So the episode that you've already experienced which is about 50 minutes of us talking to Mike about argument was on paper meant to be a seven to 10 minute introduction before we just went through a list of the logical fallacies. Um, so this is that list. Ah, this is the logical fallacy discussion specifics. Specifics. So it, it doesn't feel like a normal episode, so I didn't want to put it in the standard <laughs> schedule, but it felt like a lot of fun, so. Yeah, yeah, this was this was a fun one to plan for and to do, I thought. So I haven't heard it yet, but I'm excited to check it out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so enjoy it. Uh, I don't, we're not, let's not do an outro for the end of that one. Yeah, It'll that end when it ends. It'll probably be awkward. Yeah, that's cool. Shut up and enjoy the fact that you're getting some engineering in an off week. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy. Enjoy these logical fallacies, okay. my friends. Okay, so we're going to read through all of the logical, the 14 most common logical fallacies as decided by uh, M.R. Ozolio. And I'm going to read the name, which often will be Latin, and then like a sentence describing it. And then we're going to do a little, a little thing here, a little thing, you know? <laughs> okay, so number one, dun dun dun, dun ad hominem. This occurs when an author attacks his opponent instead of his opponent's argument. Iron Man is the best Avenger. Uh, Iron Man is not the best Avenger because you're a big fat idiot. <laughs> I, I think a better version of that would be Iron Man isn't the best, or, or it would be you can't say that because you you're a bigger you're a DC fan. That's also that that is a. <laughs> That's that's actually that's actually guilt by association. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh let's do one more. One for each of these. And no correct no correcting the logic, man. Right. Um, <laughs> is guitar I mean? is the coolest people who play guitar are the coolest music musicians. You would totally say that because you because you, you play guitar. Nailed it. All right. <laughs> I hope that's clear to our listeners. <laughs> okay, number two. Add populum. Ad populum attempts to prove an argument as correct simply because many people believe it as believe it to be so. This is a, this one's so common it's like ludicrous. Elvis is alive. 
That actually, that's a good way to put it, because you have to argue that he's not alive or that he is alive because lots of, not alive because lots of people believe it. Ninety, one hundred percent of scientists say that Elvis is dead. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which actually, what you just did is the next one too. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Segway to appeal to authority. <laughs> appeal to authority. In this fallacious argument, the author claims his argument is right because someone famous or powerful supports it. Yeah, this one's super. Like big. the entire human species. Yeah. This is like this is the version of like well, Steve Jobs only owned like one one shirt and he's wore the same shirt over and over again. <laughs> Great, smart guy. Get another fucking shirt, Steve. <laughs> as as an argument as to why it's okay that I wear the same shirt every. I'm not wearing shirt at all right now, so I don't know what you're Steve talking. Jobs. Steve Jobs does it, so it's okay that I do. Yeah. It. Oh my god. For you. Yeah. That's, that's that's super common. But why is everyone nude? It's so Next weird. up is a good one because people misuse this phrase all the time. Yes, Ooh, they do. Good begging the question. Number four, begging the question. This happens when the author's premise and conclusion say the same thing. Right. This is saying that the, that 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 the Ravens are the best football team in the National Football League because they play football the best. <laughs> it's it's almost, a, that one's almost like hard to wrap your head around because it's so pointless yeah in, or in, in philosophy you call that a tautology it's something that's just true because it's true right the most basic one is a yeah. equals a yep sure does right it, like you didn't that doesn't prove anything that you just said right well <laughs> it's blue because it's blue oh okay right. that was helpful just, just look at it it is it is what it, it is what it is is <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's a that's a funny one. It's funny because it's it's weird. It's really obvious, but it's it's like well, yeah. But people misuse that all the time because they say, and that begs sure. the question, which by which they mean that raises the question. When begging the question is actually something a dog does. The right. Well, you, can te- you can teach a dog to do. It. <laughs> <laughs> he begs for the stick. Right. Same thing or different thing. Well, he begs for the, he, he begs for the stick because he's a dog and he ha- he, he has the stick now and he asked for it. He must have asked for the stick. Once he gets it, does he raise it? <laughs> okay number five false dichotomy this fallacy rests on the assumption that there are only two possible solutions so disproving one solution means the other solution should be utilized ignores other alternative solutions yeah black lives black lives matter black lives matter black lives matter uh or or all all, black lives matter somehow says that 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 the lives of police officers and or other people don't matter that is that's the proper false dichotomy answer would be blue lives matter because you're 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 saying well it's one or the other right but 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 uh, that's a false dilemma A a false dilemma has two has has sort of two specific things that are sort of like polar opposites false dichotomy means either black lives can either black lives matter or everyone else's or, or everyone's life matter but, but both can't exist and that's not understanding so this is more like the starbucks thing right like to say well this how is about starbucks employing yeah. ten thousand veterans well how, why not both starbucks has a shitload of money and way more than twenty thousand <laughs> positions to fill right because because starbucks is pro is making a pro-immigrant stance does not mean that they are anti-military <laughs> that that that's what this is and that it's 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 interesting whenever you talk about these things uh specifically when you actually say them out loud you go oh yeah that doesn't make any sense but but people do it all the time (laughs) and then they think they can drop the mic and walk out of the room yeah 
Um, I, 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 all right. Number six. I like these. Mm-hmm. The, the initial bit, we skipped over the first couple a little quicker than I would have liked, but there are a lot of them, so we'll keep going. <clears throat> Number six. Well, like, ad hominem is easy because it's just calling someone a poopy pants and thinking that that, like, you, you won. Win. Yeah. When you said, wait, what would have done that? Did I say Siri? No, stop recording my voice now. Yeah. Get out of here. Alexa, stop. <laughs> um, Alexa, order me a cheeseburger. We Order Brian Jones a cheeseburger. We throw these in sometimes to try to get free things. <laughs> uh, number six, a hasty generalization. Hasty generalizations. I just, I love the word hasty. Hasty generalizations occur when the proponent uses too small of a sample size to support a sweeping generalization. I mean, that's like, that's like basically saying, um, I didn't like, I, I didn't see, I didn't see any, I didn't see Jones throw his own poop at the, at the, the gorilla and go, I can do this too. So he must not have done it. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, the classic, I think, version of this is that comes up. It, it comes up in philosophy when they're teaching you um, things that may be true but not representative of. Yeah, it's like it's so they say Socrates has a beard. Socrates is Greek, therefore all Greeks have beards. Totally, that doesn't prove anything because yeah. a Greek person has a beard. And, and a more modern way of saying that is, uh, <clears throat> I had a salad for lunch and I feel great. Therefore, salads are good for me. That is actually nope. post hoc. Oh, damn it. That's the next one, which is actually every the time. Next one. Right. That's the next <laughs> one. No, sorry. This, this is just, this is just why I'm so annoying to talk to. Um, <clears throat> the, the, the one, so the generalization on salads would be that, um, it would be like the the only thing the only thing I, I I could get from this restaurant was a salad. So the only thing the restaurant has is salads. Uh, the next one is is I felt good after having the salad, so salads are good for me. That's post hoc ergo propter hoc, which means after therefore because of. You may have also you may feel good because you played you know did yoga in the morning. You got a whole great great load of ton of sleep. Um, there's a lot of reasons why you could feel good. The salad also happened beforehand. It may have contributed to it, but it's certainly not the reason why you feel good. <laughs> Number seven, nailed it. Post hoc ergo propter hoc. Therefore, because. Is uh, <clears throat> is post hoc just the abbreviation for that name on our list here? Yeah. I like that. That's the most fun one to say. It sounds the most arrogant. It does. Right. Cart before <laughs> the horse. Is that what that one is also? How would you, here's a question for you, Rosolio. If I were to want to pull that logical fallacy up in response to something someone said, what is the most appropriate and forceful way to use it in a sentence? <laughs> well, you, cer- you certainly, I mean, do you want a way that's going to end in fuck you or a way that's going to end in actually getting something? Yeah, I want to fuck you. Then you simply go post, you say, I mean, say post hoc or go proctor hoc and then walk away. I just want to be finished. You pull out a hammer and slam it on the table I first? Think, I think what you do is you actually write... You write uh, on, you get a crayon, and you write on your chest, post hoc, ergo proctor hoc, in a way that can only be seen in a mirror. And then you walk the person with you over to, like, a, like a car window, or, like, or, or, and, and kind of put yourself down so you can see it in the mirror, and then they'll read it, and then look, look, at, look at you like Ferris Bueller staring into the camera, and then, and then say, fuck you, and leave. That's pretty forceful. <laughs> That's really good. That's really good. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. Like, that's perfect. I mean, the best way to actually... On their forehead such that it can only be read, read, read in a mirror. The, the best way to sort of bring it up in an actual, like, appropriate way is to simply... Is to simply try to expand... So for, for, 
force somebody to come up with alternative reasons why they feel good as opposed to just other than the salad. I don't know why you're arguing against salads here, but you know, you must have your reasons. Mm. How do eight. I use? Okay, number eight. Moving on. Number eight, missing the point. In missing the point, the premise of the argument supports a specific conclusion, but not the one the author draws. Yeah, I mean, this is this missing missing the point is is it's sort of like what we're talking about in terms of like there is a there is a conclusion that's being made by somebody in an argument, and you pick a different conclusion to be the one that you're talking about instead. I mean, the, the one from this example here is that antidepressants are overly prescribed and that's dangerous, so they should be made illegal across the board. This is like, I mean, it comes up with, with drugs all the time. It's like, uh, you can almost anecdotally point to someone saying that I get really, you know, I get really, really sleepy if I take cold medicine. If I'm sleepy and driving, I'm going to crash and that's, that's dangerous. Therefore, I shouldn't ever take cold medicine. That that's that's basically steering away from whether cold medicine is good or bad, and 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 tilting instead is it cold medicine while driving good or bad? And the answer is cold medicine is great. <laughs> this comes up frequently in the uh, legal marijuana conversation lately. I feel like mm-hmm. because people say, "Well, what will we do about people driving impaired?" And it's like that doesn't answer what I was bringing up about incarceration. And about right the the appropriate conversation to have about that is the fact that there's no way to test there's no way to test to see if someone is currently st- right yeah stoned. So a better answer would be how do you enforce this law that you're saying right oh you, you treat it just like booze well an okay but, but, answer but, but, is but you can't treat it like booze because you, you can't breathalyze somebody for pot um, I will say this though I have driven and it's it's only recently legal in California so hard to say I have driven in Oregon before people take their time. <laughs> like I, I was, I was running, not running late for a flight, but I was coming from Salem to Portland, and it was like we're on the like the highway, like thirty five miles an hour. I'm like something's going on. No, it's a dude, and this dude was like in no rush. <laughs> that's safe. That's the safe way to drive. So, you know, I'll tell you what, he didn't crash. So, <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, you're right. It comes up a lot in that because very often we talk about something as as again complicated as as the legalization of of certain substances and things like that. There are a lot of ver- there are a lot of specific elements of it that are that are yeah. If you come if you come strong talking about how um, you know are, do we really want to be putting people in, in in jail for this this sort of thing? And I'm instead talking about you know cars. Neither I, I I'm not challenging what you said. I'm challenging a different version of what you said that's sort of also under the umbrella of what it is. This is kind of what you said, Jones, in terms of like. You pick the one part of the person's conversation that you, that it's like, oh, that's the part I'm going to go after, and the rest <laughs> of it's just blah 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 blah. That's it. <laughs> Number right. nine, spotlight Number nine. fallacy. This occurs when the author assumes that the cases that receive the most publicity are the most common cases. Yeah, I mean, this is like this is to talk about what's going on these days now. It's it a lot of conversation is about arguments being made what people are talking about and, and and what is the argument everyone's bringing up is the fact that we're, that we're only talking about, uh, Middle Eastern, uh, immigrants, uh, and, and their challenges in this new administration is that, is that basically saying that, um, that the only immigrants, the only immigrants who have a tough time in America are, are from the Middle East. Certainly not. There are people from from South America. There's people from Mexico. There's people from Eastern Europe. There's people from from all these different places who 
are also negatively affected by uh, current things. Um, but because but because we're primarily talking about that, it's a little bit easier of an argument for the fuckface making the argument uh, to to back it up. If, if, if I get temporarily political for a second, you can hold up you can hold up the hand and we can cut it if we need to. The 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 big uh, immigration ban that's that's going on at the moment is sort of being defended by an argument re- revolving around uh, fundamentalist terrorism, which would come from a certain part of the world, and and yet the the what this thing actually does is is screw up uh, things for a whole swath of people. But if you only talk about one of them, you feel like you're talking about all of it. You know what I mean? Like, there's not a, there's not a great defense as to why someone from from South America who has lived here his entire life and all of a sudden can't come back. You can't fold that into into your 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 terrorism argument as faulty as that argument is in its own right. But because that is what the majority of the coverage is, what the majority of the conversation is, the conversation is about that immigration. Then all of a sudden, that's the only immigration that matters. You know, you know what I mean. And the only immigrants, the only, the only immigrants that are negatively, negatively affected by a thing that's negatively affecting people all across the world. Is it all kind of like uh, the news only reports on immigrants who commit terrorist acts? Therefore, all, and then people are like, "Well, clearly, all the immigrants must be terrorists." Yeah, or or you could even like make it even smaller and say that because the because the protests because the protests against what's going on right now are just in the media is covering the 750,000 people in Los Angeles it's covering the people in major metropolitan areas the conclusion you draw is the only people against this stuff are people in these major metropolitan areas because they're not no one's going to cover the 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 protest of 500 people in you know uh Coon Rapids, Iowa, where, where my mom was born, you know, no one's going there and looking at that. But there are people, it's there are people elsewhere who also have have uh, have big problems with what's what's up. That's a really good way to put it, Jones. Well, like, yeah, I I think the place the spotlight fallacy probably comes up is more like if if anyone presents an argument that starts with, well, when's the last time you heard about, and then <laughs> yeah. say oh, yeah. something, yeah, right, because it's like, well, when's the last time you heard about a terrorist? There wasn't Muslim. It, it, it's it's a little bit also back to in the in the vein of like professional athletes that beat the crap out of their wives. Um, you know, it's very easy to create a general a generalization when, uh, when all, all, when a very very large percentage of off field stories about these these dudes are bad. That 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 insinuates that there's a that there's a it must be the only thing that's happening. Is that like, like yes. that? That's the way you should think about it. It's that because this is the thing that we know, and most of and most of what we're talking about is this thing. It must be the only thing that exists because because why would we be talking about it if it wasn't the only thing? This I, I harp the, on that uh, one because I feel like it's just anytime you use a statistic, it like we had an episode where we tried to explain what. The what people need to understand about statistics, which is just that they represent this probability, right? It's saying, like, based on this study, we think that out of one case, this thing might happen again with this probability, right? But it doesn't 
It doesn't actually mean what everyone always thinks it means when you get a statistic, right? It doesn't actually mean that 90% of X is, is going to happen. I remember... Just, yeah, it does. I remember I, I, I was at this gym once, and it was a newer gym membership for me, and they were trying to sell me their, like, their, like, the supplements line that they make. Uh, and they're like, well, you know, see, like, <clears throat> we, um, you know, like, the ones you've heard of, GN, you know, GNC... What, you know, all this big supplement companies that like, you know, I could, I could like look up a name and you know what I was talking about. They're like, they spend all their money on like advertising and stuff like that. We spend all our money on actually making sure the product is good. That was an attempt to kind of blow this up. However, they're not all starting with the same money. It's not like Monopoly with all get handed out. It's like, yeah, they have, they have a $10 billion advertising budget because they have a $40 billion overall budget. You have a $10 million budget. And yeah, we're using our ten million dollars, and they're just they're just using a little bit of their yeah. Theirs is also ten hundred million dollars. Anyway, it's 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 a similar version of like of trying to point out that the that we're that the only things that exist are the are the things we're talking about. Curve. I thought that was a really nice way to to, to summarize sum it up. This is this strikes me as the most significant one on the list right now in modern <clears throat> times. Seems that way, doesn't it? Because everyone's information comes from comes from a source that's filtered in some way it's always been the case but the number of sources and it seems like historically the way that information has flowed has been a little bit different but it's it's just it's especially important to pay attention to right now totally. and it deals with the idea of balanced balanced information balanced news right the spotlight fallacy takes hold in an echo chamber yeah yes exactly because now jones you're basically saying that like that typically the general spotlight fallacy is we all only see this so it must be true and now we live in a world where people can people people are looking at different things and those different and, and specific things that are only telling them one thing <laughs> that uh you're right i mean this is something that that i think we all have to really be very very mindful of and 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 get out of our comfort zone and look at things from people that are either disagree with us or otherwise because otherwise it's just like you uh, otherwise you wonder why in the hell would we disagree so vehemently on something that seems so simple well because we all think that we all think that we're the, we that the information we get is the information that they get, and that we're actually looking mm -hmm. at different information. And you know, that's, that's point. such a huge component. That's been that's been the most eye opening part for me of the last few months, looking at what's going on and trying to figure out why everyone hates each other so much. It's that is everybody's information source is different than what you think it is, and they all think that everyone already agrees with them which then <laughs> makes you the outlier if you're trying to have a conversation with them. And they're yeah. just sitting there going, how do you not see it? You fucking idiot. <laughs> I know. Like, because they really think that you're that one guy that's going, uh, no man, Elvis is dead. When literally everyone else they know knows that Elvis is alive. All right, let's move on <laughs> to number 10. Numero diez, straw man. In this fallacy, the author puts forth one of his opponent's weaker, less central arguments forward and destroys it, while acting like this argument is the crux of the issue. The example they have here is a really good one. It says, my opponent wants to increase teachers' pay, but studies have shown that professors with tenure don't work as hard at their job to improve themselves. So that's saying, I say, uh, teachers should get paid more. And you say, right, but professors with tenure don't work as hard. Right. And, okay, you picked a really extreme example of a teacher who has reached the very top that you can get to as a teacher, gets paid a lot, and has job security. 
and pointed out that they don't work as hard. That doesn't answer that your average teacher should probably make more money. Yeah, this is, this is also a very, very common one. This is like when, I mean, d- during election season, there's really nothing like it. When when you see the headline that says, my opponent voted against children having food to eat. <laughs> you know? And and it's like, well, that that's, that, that is somebody who is basically vote he like if someone voted to um voted for like allocate 10 percent away from food stamps toward education instead because it matches their platform or and you say oh you want kids to starve right or or if you're basically saying if you if you vote against a budget increase to for if you vote against a new lottery a new like state lot, a new like uh, scratch off thing that you could somehow connect to say um, is like funding the schools. You could say he voted against your ch- having your children having a safe right, place to go to school. That, that, that's, that's that's what it is. It, 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 a lot of the legal pot uh, things that have been passing include that, like in Colorado, it includes that the f- the tax money that's made off of cannabis sales is meant to go to yeah. education. Mm-hmm. And so that would be to turn that around into voting against children when what you're actually voting against is legal weed. Right, right. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's like, the, the idea is you basically just take, you take the Prince argument and you distort it. It's, the, it's as old as like, as like the propaganda posters from, from, from like the 40s, you know? It's like you create a version of the other person's argument that's not what they're saying, but, and, you, and you can usually uh, uh, appeal to other elements, including... This next one, which I think is 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 part of it. Number eleven, appeal to fear. Oh boy, that's. I mean, that is like. It's it's almost silly to bring this to bring this one up, but that is the if you don't do this, we're all gonna fucking die. This is this is the people say that if we don't stop literally every single immigrant from coming to the country, odds then they're all going to kill everybody who's already here. That is an appeal to fear. That is the entire thing with that argument. So it's not making an argument. It's simply stating something scary and saying, the thing I want to prove is connected to this, so you better it's, do it's, it. Or you're gonna... it, is, it is threatening a disagreement. It's that, it, 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 it's, I like, I like this, 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 this smelly cheese. And if you don't like it, then the guy who owns the cheese shop is going to come cut your head off. <laughs> <laughs> like, it might be better than the stinky cheese sometimes. Vote stinky cheese. Vote stinky cheese, 2018. Um, I mean, I, I mean that is like, and, 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 and uh, appealing the opposite of appeal, appeal to feel is appeal to emotion, which is which is like the favorable version of that would be like you know wouldn't it feel good, wouldn't it feel good to uh, to 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 give all of your money to this one guy outside named Mike Rosolio, it would feel so good to do that. Well, well good those good two are are, are are relevant to stack up, I think, with one another particularly in these times, because that's what you're looking at if you go to Breitbart versus Huffington Post or something, right? Like, yeah, well, one is almost purely appeal to emotion. The other one is almost purely appear to f- appeal yes, to fear. That's- Everything on Breitbart is fucking terrifying. If that's all I read and I thought that was the news, I too would probably be voting for all of these things because that's really terrifying. And then on the other side, it's just a, a circle jerk about how great it would feel if we were all one society and everybody was helped out. And you can't 
like they don't both it doesn't work and it's not going to convince the scared people that feeling good is going to make the thing they're scared of go away and you're not going to convince the people that like feeling good they they should be afraid yeah and 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 that's that i think is a really interesting thing to to consider um as, as you're out there and you're and you're reading things you're thinking about things is that odds are there's there's an appeal of fear or, or there's an appeal to emotion i wonder which one it is right now and i wonder if i was to simply if you if you if you're able to identify something like that you're a lot more able to ignore it and really look at the facts and i think that uh you're right i mean like when there's when there's not one there's probably the other um especially when it comes to you know clickbait uh, clickbait <laughs> i mean oh my god this one weird trick i'm like your dick huge it's always, it's always a weird trick or 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 the other one is the guy who predicted this says that something terrible is going to happen which is <laughs> And, right. And the thing, what is it? Oh, it's nothing. They want to sell you silver. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next one we've got is appeal to tradition. This one's really interesting because appeal to a tradition is is just as simple as saying we've always done this, and that's why it is right. Uh, sort of like spotlight, then in that in that regard. Sort of spotlight is more kind about of like, like pointing at a mass of a mass of data and saying, well, so that means that X is true. Yeah, I mean that. Yes, we've always done it this way, so it must be the right way to do it. We haven't. Nothing's. It's, it's, it's in a weird way. It's it's like saying if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, which very often is true. But like, but there are ways to uh to, you know, kind of like bury people in their own versions of 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 what is and what is not um what is not okay. I mean, I I can't believe I'm saying this, but like. The, the notion of the Donald Trump releasing his tax returns, really, the only, the only real reason, the, the reason everyone always said when they were talking about that was that everyone's always done it. Granted, there are other elements in there as far as like, well, because of, of, of business interests and, 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 and like, you know, can you separate your own personal interest from the interest of the nation? And you can't. But, but at the end of the day, Almost every single article read about this gave the sort of faulty argument is everyone for the last 50 years has done this. That's sort of irrelevant. You know what I mean? And in fact, I think that the fact that, that, that I think the fact that, that, that everyone had done it actually emboldened the supporters of people who said he doesn't need to do that because it was something new and it was something different. And that, and, and just because it right. happened bad, it passed that Fine. It ignores the other important parts of the argument, but yeah, it's a bad argument to say that makes it always been rock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To not do it, which I've, I've, I've run into that one frequently in Facebook conversations. And I'm always very aware of trying to say, generally I'll say, never mind this point that they were making, but here's the thing. Right. And so the answer for what you were saying about the tax returns would be, Okay. But it is important to look at, you know, possible conflicts of interests regarding investments in Russia. Yeah. Right? Like the counter argument that has to do with the substance of the tax return. That is what you should talk about. Not about everyone's done it because everyone's all, you know, for for uh, a couple hundred years, people owned people. OK, the last one <laughs> which is number 13. 
because I realized we repeated appeal to authority yeah. twice mm -hmm. on here, is uh, argument from silence. This is a great one for the like mic drop thing that I was talking about before. Yeah, and and, and that is that is rather than pointing to evidence, pointing to a lack of evidence to the contrary, which is uh, not really true. Um, I mean that would that would be that would be saying prove prove I'm wrong without me actually proving my point. I was thinking an argument from silence was more like uh, you don't have a retort, therefore I'm right. Oh no no no! Or an argument for silence uh, that is funny. That that that's probably more of a hasty generalization, which means you don't have a retort right now, which means you can, will never possibly have a retort. That's probably what that is. Right. Appeal from silence is, is is like if I was try if if. If I was going to convince you that, uh, that, you know, I mean, the most classic, the most classic example is, is, well, it's, it's, it's the religious one, which is, um, the, 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 o the onus is not on someone to prove their faith. It is to have their faith. There's no, there's no evidence that the faith is wrong. Therefore the faith is right. And and a more like understand prove there isn't a god therefore there is yeah and and it's and, not, and, it's, and even more it doesn't really prove anything yeah and it connected to some of the other stuff is you can't prove because you can't prove that i mean never like minority report because you can't prove that someone isn't going to eventually like commit a crime then then they must be doing that it's it's a very backwards thing it's basically like you don't have because you don't have evidence to the to the contrary my position must be right regardless of my uh uh evidence to the positive i feel like that happens frequently too it's yeah. like the uh in climate like in in the it, not to take it back to the rabbit hole of climate change um <laughs> but, uh anyway i feel like that's you know those those are the those are the the basic fallacies and their sort of form and function. Um, yeah, and you I, see, I, I really wish I had the mastery of this topic the way you have, Rosolio. Your ability to quickly analyze one of these and well, name it or name the different one or name the counter one uh, is impressive. Well, I wish I went to school for something that actually I could build <laughs> as opposed to just work, yeah. words like this. <laughs> I feel that. No, uh, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, this is like, it was. I had a lot of really interesting, really cool teachers that had a, had a lot of really fun different... Um, uh, perspectives on this stuff and i think that like i think the most important thing that i learned overall and this is maybe a, a, a decent way to to think about it in general um is that you really should be aware of what you're actually saying and and if you're aware of what you're saying and you and you're aware of the way that you are at, at a very basic level of putting together sentences <laughs> then you can really, you can really do a lot more with language than just kind of state obvious things. I think that you can do, it's what I like so much about the major. It was like, we studied the origins of words and we, and we studied the origins of, of like sort of formal argument. And we, and we, we looked up things that make people feel a certain way. And why do they make people feel a certain way? Oh, because this one word has a, has a huge, crazy history behind it. Like the word bead, for example, I, I, I always bring up bead as a funny example. <laughs> Be, be a bead is a, <laughs> like you put on a bracelet. Yeah. So the word bead okay. is an old English word for prayer. Um, a bead was like you would go say, "I'm going to 
No one say this way. I'm gonna go do a bead. You don't say things like that, but you know, you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> and because of because the uh, it was during the reign of Henry VIII who made who sort of like briefly flirted with with Catholicism in um, in England. A, a, a bead is a bead on a rosary. Every time, like that's what a what a rosary is. You go through each each bead is is a is a hail mary it's a, a, a specific prayer. Uh, in that way, and and that actual little thing, that little thing on the rosary, went off to mean the thing the larger thing did. Uh, it, it, it's it's a small little nothing something about just the history of language. And when you start thinking about words specifically like that, you really you can really know how they're being used and 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 kind of glean a little bit extra meaning out of it. And um, I think the more meaning you can pack into words, the better, because you don't have to use as many. And I'm the wrong person to talk about that because I talk a lot. But, you know. <laughs> but I think even in that context, it gets to kind of the same moral, which is like the point of the logical fallacies. Is, is like you said it well when you, you were talking about these are all sports plays. Yeah. And they're all shitty trick plays. And if you recognize that you're using one of these, then you need to like take a deep breath and go, oh, wait, I just I just tried to use that play that never if the goal of the game is not to win, but to just keep the game going, like the snowball fight, then you don't want to use any of these because these are all just sort of like errant grenades to distract from the effort it takes to sustain a conversation. I don't feel like listening anymore, so I'm going to use one of these 13 things. I... Yeah, and act like one. And I think that if you get used to sort of like just 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 coming up with a thought and giving it a quick little test against these things, you'll be pretty amazed to see how much clearer you can be, and how much more compelling you can be, and how much um, how closer your words are to their intention. Um, and I think that the more people that can use words closer to their actual intention the more actual you can get done in a conversation as opposed to just kind of saying your side of it. Um, and in, in, in all the stuff that's going on now, uh, it's, it's really, really important that people be clear about what they're feeling and, and what they think and what they want to see happen next. Um, because it's really the only solution. Um, and there's always going to be people out there that are going to try to distract that conversation with a lot of yelling and screaming and, um, or, or just, you know, despotism. Um, but people are really, despotism. people are, people are, um, we're at a, we're at a, we're at a game shape. We're, we're at, we're at a shape in terms of, of having conversations with people, especially people that, that, that disagree with us. And I think that our only hope is really to refine that a little bit, hope, take, take other people to task and make sure that they're actually being clear and not trying to trick you and, and also not trying to trick you.